Hi, my name is John. And my name's Chris. And, and this, this is Stay on, on Target. Hey, everybody, welcome to Stay on Target. We are your hosts, but it's not Chris. Fake out. It's it's me, John, and uh, and joined by a very special guest, Cody Moffat. What's up, guys? I'm uh, not Chris for this week, so uh, you could pretend to be Chris this week. I'd rather not. Um, and just log on constantly, send notifications to people about logging on to your Xbox. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> now that I've got a platform, I can like totally beef about this. <laughs> like, I've got. I just got one of these Apple Watches. And for some reason, the Game Pass notifications just pop up on my Apple Watch, and it's always only Chris. I've got <laughs> other friends, but it's only Chris. But also, Chris is too busy to play video games with me, but he is always on. He's, he's, he's always playing a different video game, you know? I've got, like, logs. I, I can, like, take to this court, you know? like We all need to have a big game night. Yeah. Um, we played some Halo the other night, you and I. Yeah, and uh, and that was that was a blast. That was really fun. It was the Halo Master Chief Collection. What mode were we playing? Uh, we played uh, what is it, Blitzball? Or is that is, is it, that what it's called? It's like is basically it Blitzball like, or Griffball. Griffball. That's what it is. Yeah. That's that's the one. Um, but yeah, we were uh, we were playing some of that, and that was that was really fun. I haven't played Halo in forever, dude. Yeah, I got it on PC uh, with the Xbox Game Pass, which you recommended to me. Dude. And uh, yeah, it's awesome. I. It's still fun to me. Maybe I'm just like set in my ways, but I still really, really enjoy Halo. Like it's, and I'm bad at it too. Yeah. Because people have been playing it. There are probably like babies that started playing Halo at this point, and they've been raised by Halo. And I'm trying to compete with them. The Master Chief is like is like their uncle, you know? Yeah. Like, oh. They knew uncle it before, Master like. Chief. Mickey Mouse or Mario or any of that. It was Master Chief for them. Dude, and that's totally like the thing. Like, I feel like because we're older now, I don't know that there is the, because like whenever we were, like whenever we were growing up, I had like Sonic, but that was like relatively new in like the, like, yeah, space. It wasn't like he just always existed. Um, and uh, it was like, oh, yeah, one day there was, you know, there's Sonic. Like, I, we got Sonic comic book number one, like, or yeah. whatever. Um, and so like, it wasn't like Sonic was a big deal, but like, you know, these days it's like people, people grow up when it's like these video games like have already happened, you know? It's so it's, weird. It's, they had Sonic comic books. Dude. I it, had one too. They were so good. Like we actually, we have a bunch of them, like a bunch. Aren't they like, do they have like two different versions? Cause I remember they had like two cartoons mm -hmm. and one was like, kind of like sociopolitical. Like he was like yeah. part of an eco-terror group or something. And sure. Yeah. Yeah. I don't I mean, that's the, like that was, was the good one. Or was um, it like that he was uh he was trying to liberate animals from an oppressive Dr. Robotnik? Yeah, it was the they were the freedom fighters. Yeah. And Dr. Dr. Robotnik had uh had taken over the kingdom by roboticizing all of the animals. Um Yeah, and they had like body horror like I think one had like a there was like a squirrel or a chipmunk with a robot robot arm. Yep, yep, and legs, and legs. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. legs. Yeah. Cause she got hit by like by like the the roboticizing ray, but only on half of her body as a child, wow. you know, or whatever. And uh, you know, anyway, so they were like teenagers, and they were like the freedom fighters, and they were, you know, there was there was like the layers of romance that were in there. It was like a like a teen teen kind of drama situation going on with that show. And then simultaneously, there was the the bad one, like the one that was not any good. You um, mean the good one that was all about eating chili dogs and <laughs> escaping from that one robot with the tank treads and then there was one with like a chicken it was oh, just man. a chicken i think it was rotor and what was the other one's name the chicken one i can't remember i don't the chicken know i'm almost name. certain that the the tank tread guy sounded like this yep yep probably probably Ooh. i think so so jaleel white was the voice for both sonics uh in, yeah in both of those That's and Urkel. like in my mind, like I'm like, how do you keep that straight whenever you're you're literally like, you know, recording for Sonic, but in two different shows that have two different things completely going on at this at the time? It's it's yeah, that's I would like that would be the question that I would ask. I would like if I were to interview Julia White, I would be like, hey, how did you keep it straight? <laughs> how did you keep the Sonic like storylines separate in your head? You know, 
It's kind of crazy, too, because wasn't that, like, during Family Matters? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was all, like, around that same, like, time period of Family Matters and everything. Like, it was... I feel like he was just, like constantly like filming or recording voiceovers or whatever for for a couple of years there like he was on top of the world but he was still doing voiceovers for sonic but i mean that's how like i feel like that's how a lot of things like that are like you you have in in the voice acting like industry there are certain like people like who are acting and they're also doing voice acting and like it's, it's just they're like they're they're different sides of the same coin in a lot of ways so that's so weird. It's like if Sheldon like voiced like a Minecraft guy or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah. On, yeah. on a cartoon. Um, but like uh, I'm trying to remember his name. Ben, uh, Schwartz. Ben Schwartz. Is that his name? Yeah. Uh, he he does like voiceover and stuff like that. Like he's uh he's uh Dewey in in Ducktales, and uh, so does um oh man what's the the Doctor Who um what's his name Uh he was also in that Marvel show with Jessica Jones oh, who's the villain. Yeah, I know who you're talking about. Oh, what is his name? Uh, but anyway, he's a Ducktales as well. Like, but like, there's certain like actors that just do voice acting as well. So that makes sense to me though, because they're like they're not like actively part of like the biggest sitcom <laughs> of its time. Like, I feel like Family Matters was huge, dude. Family Matters was gigantic. I feel. I mean, I'm like, I remember like TGIF at the time. Like, we would just watch. TGIF every Friday, like whenever it was new and fresh and like, yeah, hot. Like we we would just like it would be like, oh, that's what we're doing on Friday night. You know, <laughs> it's so weird, man. Um, I don't feel like there's like destination television anymore, really. Like for me, nah. anyway. Um, especially not comedy. Like that's that's an odd one. Like that's no, not comedies. Bunch over. of comedy. Nobody likes comedy anymore. <laughs> we got to get the we, next Office or the we next just, like what like Parks and Action. Rec. Yeah, action is the new comedy. Uh, Always Sunny. That's the that's the latest like comedy that has like hit big for people. Um, I feel like that that's one's the, like that one's the one. Twelve years old now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, that, and that, that aren't they the longest running comedy like um, series? I'm pretty sure they are at this currently. Point. Maybe yeah. like of all They're time, awesome, like because uh, Seinfeld is only nine seasons, and I think that had and the Office was like I can't remember how many the Office was. It was like eight. I think so. Oh, okay. Anyway, but I think they are the longest running, like the most number of seasons uh, in comedy. So, if um, only Chris was here, he would know. He would know. He would know. He loves all of these shows. Um, and we're going to be talking about the state of play. The PlayStation did their state of play, which is they essentially did what should have been their E3 press conference on a random Thursday in September. <laughs> did they have it like pre-planned? Uh, like they announced it like last week or something like that, that they were going to have this thing. Um, <laughs> people have been waiting for like months. Like it was always like a rumor, uh, like it would happen every, I guess like Friday would be like next week, we're going to have a PlayStation event, you know? And it's like, it, like people would just be like, they're going to announce it on Tuesday at three o'clock. And then Tuesday at 3 PM would happen. And they're like, Oh, they've delayed it. You know, they come up with some excuse the the person who like put out the rumor. Um, cause I feel like the, you know, the whole like, Oh, I'll, you know, I'll just predict that they're going to have an event every single week and every single day. And, you know, at some point I'm going to be right. And everyone's going to forget about the times that, <laughs> that I was wrong. And then they'll remember the one time I was right. But anyway, so finally, uh, months <laughs> later, we now have had that event. And we're going to go over all of the, the, the details, all those juicy details that are in there. Um, about lots of various games that uh, PlayStation's been doing. So can I ask you a question? Yes, you can. Why? Oh, that was my question. Um, <laughs> <laughs> question done. You, Moving on. Why, why do you think that all these brands are... It seems like most of the brands are kind of like deciding to like not do E3 or like do a very lame E3 and then just do their own mm, press conference. Mm. Like their own Apple like showcase. Yeah, and I guess like part of me thinks that that's what it is for Sony, right? So Sony, you know, in particular is like, well, we're bigger, like we're way, like people will pay attention to us on a random Thursday in September, right? We'll still make headlines. They're right. Um, but like they're the of all the companies, they're the ones that could probably do it. Um, 
I, as far as like EA, like, cause EA had their event, but it was in like July rather than early yeah. June. So it was like a month late. I, I truly think that like EA was just late. Like EA just was not ready for it. Um, and I think maybe some of that was probably true with Sony too. Like maybe the pandemic like has everybody like super delayed and everything where it's like, okay, we're just, you know, not gonna put our stuff out around everyone else. And then when they're, we're going to. We're going to wait until we're ready and then reveal it. Uh, Cause like why push people to, to cram in, to, to crunch, to like get, get this stuff in the door for a, a random like E3. Um, whenever it you lets can just them control the, the timeline really like mm. they can control the timeline and do it when then, when that suits them the best, like they've got like their game preview footage and stuff all prepared and sure. They can control how it's dispersed. Yeah. And I guess like it's also so whenever you're part of E3, unless you quote unquote win E3, like which Sony has many years uh, for many years, they win E3 like because it's like, OK, they just get the biggest announcements and they have the biggest, uh, the most anticipated games, that sort of thing. Um, yeah. But unless you're going to win E3 it really, you kind of get, get covered up by other people. Um, which I guess like happened to Sony. There was like two E3s in a row where they essentially had the same six games that they were showing. Um, where this, the next E3, it was like, we literally came around and like, all right, we're going to give you an update on uh, last of us too. And we're going to give you an update on Spider-Man, you know? And so like, I feel like that happened to them like one or two years in a row of like, well, we didn't win. So maybe they didn't get the, the boost, uh, in headlines and things like that, that they would have gotten if they had separated all of that from E3 a little bit. So maybe it's a little bit of that too, of like, Hey, we can own th the month of September, like all of the headlines in the month of September. We are the ones that like, will be the, on top, we'll be the, the big dog here. But then if they were to put these announcements at E3, they're competing immediately with like Microsoft and, and all these other companies, Ubisoft and stuff, you know? So if one of them happens to have like the bigger announcements, it just kind of gobbles up all of the mind share from Sony, I guess. Like, that's another reason why they potentially would just be like, hey, we're not doing E3. That's like, that makes sense because like Nintendo's been doing their like directs. I don't know like on yeah. what schedule they do. Yeah. But like Nintendo could not release that stuff at E3 and get any headlines. It's like, we've got like a partnership with Lego and we're going to have a <laughs> Lego Mario or like we're making an RC car. Isn't that cool? Or like yeah, yeah, yeah. Mario 99. I'm like nobody would care. Right, <laughs> like, right. Compared to like sony or microsoft's offerings i mean and that's the thing like is some years like that happens to nintendo like whenever they do have like a direct around like e3 where they're like oh yeah let's you know we're gonna have a direct but we're not gonna talk about breath of the wild 2 and you're like well oh well if you're not gonna talk about that like what uh, what do you have and sometimes they don't have much <laughs> <laughs> it's been a hard time guys just <laughs> dude like i feel like just all stick with us we made mario it's cool <laughs> We don't have any Breath of the Wild stuff. My dog ate my homework. Have you met our friend Luigi? <laughs> it's you're Luigi again. Yeah, can we have uh can we can we deploy the Kirby's? <laughs> it's Kirby month and they just make something up. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's the the 35th and a half year anniversary of um but yeah, the uh, <laughs> The uh, the E3 is a really interesting thing. So anyway, so we're going to go go down all the details about the Sony thing. Um, and there's some big stuff in there that I'm very excited to uh, to, to, to chat about. Um, but first, Cody, uh, we're already like a, a few minutes into this podcast. But like you, it's been a while since you've been on the podcast. What have you been doing in the entertainment world these days like what have you been watching movie wise television wise what have you been playing on games and and all that like what's 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 up with you these days i only do microsoft game pass now it's the best best deal in video games so <laughs> i play sea of thieves with you and then uh uh deep rock galactic that game is super fun I think I talked about that last time I was on here. <laughs> Maybe. I mean, I mean it's, it's we were the dwarves, you know, all of the, uh, yeah. you know, rock and stone. Rock and stone. Yeah. So, and then I've been into the Marvel stuff that's coming out on Disney Plus. I really liked Loki. Ooh, dude, it was so good. The soundtrack. Oh my gosh. 
Natalie Holt. Such a such a yeah. great soundtrack. It wasn't just you. I'd see it in like forums and every. It's not just music people that were into it. It's just like everybody was like, that was a standout soundtrack. I think like just for me, it was like this is this is like the most non Marvel thing that Marvel has put out um, as far as like a soundtrack goes. Like usually it's like, oh, they gotta have that Avengers sound, that big brass, you know. And uh, this was just like let's let's put some brooding synthesizer and and theremin with some awesome violin, you know. (laughs) Yeah, it was wicked cool. Um. So so Loki, dude. Uh, that's that you know. The way that that ended up, I thought it would tee up the What If series a little bit more than it than it has. Like, I don't know. I don't know if the What If series, like maybe later on, will go into like the the fact that that, that exists because of like the events of, in Loki potentially. Um, I kind of thought that's what it was. I've only seen the first episode of the What If series, mm-hmm. and they're like, "Oh, a new hero has been added to." the Marvel universe at the end of it. And I'm like, Oh, okay. I guess this is like Canon because like in the comics, they have like all the different like dimensions. There's like Marvel six, one, six is like the main yep timeline, main dimension. And they've got other, so they can do whatever basically. Right. Right. Freedom to write anything at any time. So, and that's like, I love that about the, the comics and like, as far as, as far as, the end of Loki goes like, I, I really did think like the beginning of what if they would like start with, with that or whatever. Um, and part of me wonders like, have you seen the, uh, the Spider-Man, uh, the latest, what, what is it called? Far from home. Is that right? Is that no, that's not far from home. No way home. No way. Spider-Man, home. No way home. Yeah. Uh, have you seen that trailer? Yeah. Dr. Strange is such a weirdo in it. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's in the name. <laughs> <laughs> So people are thinking that he might not be Doctor Strange. It might be some kind of like other guy or he's under some kind of spell or something. I mean, Something's it's going wrong. But I also it's just feel the trailer. Like we've only seen Yeah, we've not, haven't seen that much of it, but we've also only seen Doctor Strange like in a in a group setting in in the Avengers and then in <laughs> one like solo movie where he essentially got his powers, like got the full use of his powers right at the end. So like, I don't know what those powers will do to, to his personality. <laughs> cause like, cause Peter shows up and he's like, Hey doc strange. I really messed up. Like everything's going wrong. Everybody knows I'm Spider-Man. J Jonah Jameson's after me. And Dr. Strange is like, let's like mess up the universe. We'll just erase everybody's minds or something. Whatever <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you are an all powerful being. I don't know, man. But then, yeah, it's also like, could it be Doctor Strange from a different universe? I don't know. Yeah. And then Wong is like on vacation, so he's not like there to keep him in check and be like, dude, you shouldn't like. And there was like the, uh, what, the old master that trained Doctor Strange. Yeah. 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 I forgot her name. The but old she was one. like, yeah, the old one. She was like, yeah, you shouldn't like mess up the timeline and stuff. Like, it seemed pretty important to her in the Avengers. And then it Doctor did. Strange it is did. like, let's mess up the timeline pretty bad. Yeah, let's, like, do it, let's, Peter. let's just do this. Like, and that's the other thing, like, uh, with with them opening this door, like, whether it's from Loki or whether it's just in general, like, it's just hap- going to happen, like, outside of that. Um, I feel like that is a, a fun thing to do, but it is just completely against, like, what, what we just went through in Avengers. <laughs> it's... It's probably like advantageous, like contract wise, with like Marvel. <laughs> they're, like, <laughs> they're like, yeah, we can actually just bring in like uh, Ironheart and not have to worry about like an origin story for her being Iron Man. You know, <laughs> let's just do this. Oh, I didn't even think about that. It's just like, or they could just trade actors out. They're like, oh, yeah. this is other dimension, Peter. He. <laughs> <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> they bring in one of the other Hemsworth brothers. Yeah. They're like, this is Thor. Baby Thor. <laughs> They've so already funny. had like, they've had Thor Frog in Marvel Universe. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> well, Frog I mean, Thor, Thor uh, Throg, I think yeah. is his name. Yeah, and supposedly we're gonna get, uh, we're gonna get the, uh, uh, oh wow, oh my goodness, um, Natalie Portman. Uh, she's gonna be, oh you know, yeah, adopt the Thor mantle, the Lady you know? Thor. Yeah, I love it. Which is like one of my favorite like comic book uh, series like little sections of, of, of Marvel comic books is like whenever we had Jane Foster Thor, you know, that's, that was awesome. I read um, that one. It was, it was cool. really good. I, I enjoyed it a lot. 
They, they um, put up like an interesting like drama thing for her. Dude, like, totally. And that's uh, that's the I thing, don't know like, if I should ruin it. I mean, probably not, but like you no. know, just in case, because like the the only reason I say not is because like that move that comic is so old. But like the only reason I say not is because they're gonna put some of that in the movie. You know, it's like yeah, they take elements. They'll take elements from it, and that's thing I was thinking of was probably a pretty big element. <laughs> yeah, I feel like that's probably gonna be like a big kind of need to take a big thing they'll take. Yeah, and that's you know that's the thing like I I love about the, where we're at now where it's like oh it's wide open. Um, so yeah, you know I the the one that I'm looking forward to I haven't seen Shang Chi yet because uh, obviously like I'm not you know I'm, I'm not 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 doing the theater thing right now so I'm waiting for it to hit yeah. Disney Plus. Um, and, uh, and so I'm, that's the one that I've been the most excited about for a long time and still kind of am. So anyway, I'll, we'll see how that one rolls. I didn't even know it came out. Like <laughs> it, it's out, like it's been out like a week and I've been avoiding spoilers and I'm like, ah, oh, man, it's going to be another, like, it's going to literally be like another month, I think, before it comes to, um, like any type of a streaming platform or anything. So it'll probably be like Disney plus, right? Yeah. It should be on Disney plus. I don't know if it's going to be like the upcharge <laughs> like they do. Uh, Cause like I would have bought it. Um, Cause I bought the, uh, I did black widow and I bought uh, the jungle cruise. Like I watched both of those on Disney plus, like did the premium access thing. Um, and I would have done this one too, but not, not happening there. So, uh, which is Uh-oh. a bummer. <laughs> yeah. I got a, yeah, wait, they're not putting it on, like, the upcharge version? I don't think so. Like, I mean, as far as I know, unless they, after the 45 days or whatever, like, they're going to put it on the upcharge thing. But I would rather them just put it on the service at that point. Dang. <laughs> um, Bacconi, we're going to be talking about the state of play a little bit later. Okay. But first, a pick of the week! All right, Cody. What's your pick of the week? Oh, man, you're always putting me on the spot. I'm so boring. Everybody's like, we want Chris back. Why is Chris skipping all the time? <laughs> this other loser comes in. So, like, maybe I can do two picks of the week. I was just thinking about it. Okay. Because okay. I, I, during the, like, brief window where it seemed safe to go outside. <laughs> <laughs> that glorious, glorious month and a half. There was, like, a, like a three days. <laughs> I, went and, <laughs> I went and saw it, like... Uh, the Green Knight. Nice. That movie was... I, I want to say it was awesome, but I think it was just awesome to me. <laughs> well, I mean, like, a lot of people... I've seen a lot of people, like, uh, rave about it. So so hit me with the synopsis. Like, high level, what is The Green Knight about? It's like... Uh, it's an Arthurian legend. So I, I knew nothing about the Arthurian legend beforehand. And uh, it's like... It's surprisingly kind of like a horror movie. Dude. <laughs> like like an Arthurian uh, horror movie sounds like a mashup jam that I would very much enjoy. Like, I didn't know that going in. I'm not and, a huge uh, fan of horror movies, though. So how horror are we talking? Not super horror, but, like, it definitely had, like, recognizable elements from, like, uh, so that I think it was the group that made, like, Midsummer. Mm, yes. And they made another movie that I had seen... Uh, Midsummer is just called? straight up a horror movie, though. <laughs> I, yeah, yeah. So I hadn't seen Midsummer, but I saw another movie they had done, and mm-hmm. it reminded me so much of it. Like when I got home, I like had to look it up, and yeah. it was the same, same people. But like, yeah, it's it's like an Arthurian legend, and it's kind of like heady. Like, <laughs> like I had to look it up to like understand exactly what was going on. But I sat there like an idiot in the movie theater, like watching it. Like, wow, this is really cool. I don't. <laughs> There's a lot to think about. <laughs> like, I feel like at that, like, okay, so whatever the first movie that I go see in general, like, is going to be, I'm just going to, like, stare at the gigantic, gorgeous screen and listen to the amazing 7.1 surround sound. <laughs> you know? Just, that did, like, that did help just be it. Like, oh my gosh, that's so amazing. Because <laughs> it's like, uh, it's like a beautiful looking movie. And it just, like, it has all these, like, weird mythologies in it. They just kind of come out of nowhere, and it's kind of like dreamlike in a way. I dig as it. As you follow, uh, I think it's Gawain or Garwin on his journey. I dig to it. To like prove himself as, as as an honorable knight. Dude, I'm down. So, I, that sounds awesome. I, so as far as like, so the horror elements of it, is, I'm going to circle back to this. Because like Jurassic Park, the original Jurassic Park is like, 
essentially gets into like horror territory at the end of the first movie, you know? Oh yeah. When they re-released it, I went and saw it and I didn't realize cause I hadn't seen it since I was a little, little boy. Oh yeah, dude. That it is a horror movie. Straight like 100% up. Jurassic Park is a horror movie. Like, I guess like the first half is like kind of like a wondrous adventure and then <laughs> yeah. immediately into horror. Yeah. Like the raptor scene, like it's definitely like. Well, even like the, the rain, like whenever they're in the rain and the T-Rex comes out and like with the goat. Yeah. <laughs> Where's the goat? <laughs> oh my gosh. But yeah, it's uh, so like on that level, is it like that level of like, oh yeah, this is like a horror movie, like where, where it's like oh, a mashup of, of genres in that way, or is it more horror than that? Uh, I think it's just like music cues and stuff make it kind of like a horror movie cool in a way. Cause it's, it's so stylistically like uh, the other movies from like that group that made Midsummer. I think it's a 24. Yes, that sounds so right. That, yeah, it's it's definitely kind of got that vibe. And then I was reading like the director was also like into Monty Python, nice. the Holy Grail, which like it kind of does have a little bit of that vibe beyond the fact that it's like that medieval like Arthurian <laughs> kind yeah. of deal. Beyond the uh, the old sword and uh, and and knight in shining armor type situation. Yeah, there is something like there's like an awkwardness and dryness about it that, that it's kind of like Monty Python y. But nobody so, following them around with coconuts making the sound of a horse. No. <laughs> okay, okay. Uh, it would be really funny if it was a super serious movie, except for that. Just. That's <laughs> <laughs> the one thing they take for Monty Python. It is kind of funny. I'm like. <laughs> Um, but I, yeah, it's kind of funny. It's kind of, and it's not like very actiony. Like if you're expecting like an action movie, you'll be disappointed. I mean, I, that's kind of like what I would want though. Is just like something that's more like a subdued, something I haven't seen before in the, uh, in the Knights in Shining Armor thing. Um, but Cody, what is your second pick of the week? My second pick of the week. I just got a 3d printer. So I know that's not an entertainment thing, but it's entertaining me. I mean, uh, I, so you say that, but I have, I have in my head been like, okay, so what can I throw? Like, what kind of things can I three D print with this thing that would be applicable to like gaming? Where it's like, could I print myself some like translucent shells of uh, Joy Cons, or can I like, you know, can I do like a you know, a, a basically the outside of a of, of can I basically build my own uh, Game Boy or something like that? I guess you could. Like, you'd have to design it. So mostly mm. I've been, like, downloading designs and just printing those off. Like, there aren't a lot of things that I'm, like, super interested in. And I, I got it for, like, a specific project to make, like, I'm trying to make, like, custom in-ears, like, get a mold, like, 3D scan them using photogrammetry. I and mean, then, that sounds awesome. And then try to, like, design my own in-ear headphones. It's uh, kind of the goal, but we'll see how that goes. But until then, I've been, like, I downloaded like a Gengar figurine that yes. somebody had made. Printed that out. It's kind of neat. Like, um, but you also are are using a microphone that's using a clip. Yep, I three D I three D printed the clip to this microphone. I've got a Sennheiser MD four twenty one, and I lost the clip like immediately after I bought it. Well, which like if anybody you know is an audio geek out there, they understand the MD four twenty one has a terrible clip in the first place. <laughs> yeah, it's awful. Well, my pick of the week this week, uh, Cody, is a video game on the Nintendo Switch that is called Islanders. And uh, this it was the game was put on to me by uh, by a listener of the podcast, Patrick. Shout out to Patrick. And uh, and Patrick was like, "Hey, I've been playing this game, Islanders. It's very cool. It's very chill. It's a uh, it's basically like a." a god game where you're like building a civilization on top of a uh, an island and then whenever you build high enough and you can get a score you like travel to another island like your, your civilization just okay. picks up and travels to another island um, is it like bl black and white did you ever see that game oh i did not see that game what is that game it's like an old pc game and it was from uh what's that guy's name he made fable peter molyneux mm, dude in lionhead studios so like I got all hyped for this game coming mm -hmm. out when I was a little kid. That's how it goes. Because Peter Molyneux is like a super hype guy. Yeah, he's known for like saying the most like amazing stuff is going to be in a video game. And then you get it and it's not quite that way. <laughs> 
Like I was reading, st- I was listening to some podcast and they were talking about like the development of Fable, and he would just like rattle off stuff to like journalists, mm-hmm. and the developers would be like listening, and they'd be like, "What? No, <laughs> we can't like, do that. Go develop some subsystem. Like, oh, I guess we have to like make you able to fall in love with any villager now, right? Right. Influence them. So like, Black and White was a god game, kind of like that, where you try to get people to worship you and. You get like an like a so like little, literally like a god game, <laughs> yeah. So you get like villages and you have like a giant monster of some sort. I think they were like you could pick from like a lion, maybe like a bear. I forget what else. Probably like a tiger or something. Lions, tigers, and bears. Uh, oh my! <laughs> and it would it would like it would like learn and grow kind of like with you. Like it'd become evil looking. Kind of like in Fable. Yeah, yeah, basically like, if, you know, if, oh, it, it reflects the choices that you make. Yeah, it would reflect the choices that you make. But, like, it was, like, totally over-promised, like, how, how, the AI, how good so, the AI It's so would fascinating be. because, like, it, it, I remember, like, specifically with Fable, there was, like, a Fable one. I remember seeing a clip of him being like, and you'll plant an acorn in the ground, and over the course of your gameplay, it will sprout into a seedling, and then it'll grow into a giant tree by the end or whatever. And, like, yeah, I, you know, it's, that's just, like, first of all, that doesn't seem very interesting. Second of all, it <laughs> seems a like fun a fun game. seems like a lot of resources going into something that's not fun. <laughs> So is is Islander delivering on the promise that Peter Molyneux gave me like 20 years ago? No, but it's delivering on being very relaxing and being like a puzzly game. So like the way that it will work is you'll get like choices, like two or three choices of like, okay, do you want to put in a hut or do you want to put in like a fisher, like a, uh, a fishing farm or whatever? And it's like, okay, then you select one of those, those choices and it gives you certain uh, things. So like, okay, well I'll get a, a fishery and I'll get a house and I'll get this other thing. And you could, you can place them to get score points, like a certain amount of points. And based on where you're at, like you can get bonuses if you put multiple mansions next to each other or multiple houses next to each other and uh and if you have like a field that serves uh a set of houses like you can get bonus points there but if there's two fields next to each other you lose points for that because like they're using each other's resources and stuff so you can't have like two people that are cutting down like a two foresters basically um next to each other because they'll be just basically cutting down each other's trees and and that sort of thing so you uh, okay. you have to like make those choices, and the goal is to get your uh, score high enough to be able to move on to the next island, to the bigger and better island. Um, in in and so like you kind of progress through the game that way. I haven't reached the end, like I haven't finished, like quote unquote finished. Um, I think what happens is eventually you just like can't get enough points to go to the next island, and your score goes up on a leaderboard. Um, okay. Is it like randomly generated situations? Yes, or? the islands are randomly generated for sure. Um, are they all like a tropical island or is there like a snowy island or So I had I had two different ones. I had like a snowy one and I had a uh had a like foresty one. And uh then there was another one that was like a desert island where it's like, oh, okay. this is basically only only fish. We only fish at this island. <laughs> and okay. uh that one was a little hard to get off of, I'm not gonna lie. Um so it's it, and that's the thing like with it being random like that I I am not sure if like like how the score works if it's like oh well I just got lucky or whatever like and I got a really high score or if it is like there's just like there's some sort of a uh, a progression to it whenever you go through it again like if you're going to have like oh well, you always get the huts first or you always get the oh, houses okay. first or or whatever um, like each challenge is it might be randomly generated, but the challenges stay the same per like island level. Like you, you follow the same sequence. Like you're learning a new skill for each island. Like now you have to adapt to not having resources. Right. Good luck. Because it did seem like there was a progression where I was like, okay, I'm starting like with rel- very rudimentary kind of buildings, and then I worked my way all the way up to like mansions and a giant tower and like all these these cool things like as I progressed. And uh, so like you know that's the 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 thing I don't know is if you were to play the game, would you have a si- the same similar progression, or potentially are you starting with you know a, a big tower or something like that? So anyway, it's, so so it's been fun. What is like the era? Is it like modern times? <sighs> No, not really. So it's like, is it like a colonialism simulator? No. It's like, 
Not really. It's more like the, the the architecture and stuff looks more like Roman or like like that kind of era. Like it's or the like the fisheries kind of look um, Viking esque. I don't know. Like it's 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 got a, a mix of kind of different different eras. It appears. Um, oh, okay. It probably depends on like what island you're on. Yeah, and like the tower, like I said, like that looked pretty Roman. But like before that, like whenever I was in it, it was basically just I, I thought I was like, oh, these are Vikings. You know, <laughs> this is, we're going to go out and we're get on these islands um and it's just relaxing super chill the music is awesome and uh that's the you know it's it's been a really uh fun time just to kind of sit back put the headphones on and like zone out and uh and play some of this stuff um that's and it's only five bucks like it was five dollars on the on the switch eShop. so um that's well worth well worth the buy uh and it's just a relaxing time so so you're just like an invisible guiding force for numerous cultures that's right that's right Hmm. I mean, you know, it's it, but but you know, if you if you diverge too much, the TVA is going to come and get you with Loki. <laughs> That's a stretch. Oh, uh. <laughs> uh, all right. So your picks of the week are the Green Knight, 3D yep. printing, and then my pick of the week is Islanders on the Nintendo Switch, which you stole from an audience member, which is that's 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 true. I origi- I thought of watching Loki all by myself. <laughs> these are these are original ideas that you just you thought of by yourself. Original I- nobody had done it before. Nobody- I was the first. Dude, I can I can definitively tell you that no one has has talked about 3D printing on this podcast before like as far as like actually doing it. Maybe we talked about like how like you can but uh, but yeah, three D printing. Three D printing is fascinating to me because just like the whole like idea of like they have one on the ISS, like the International Space Station, and like all this. Oh stuff. yeah, like, it's three D printing is fascinating to me. <laughs> so they can like manufacture. You were telling me about this. They can manufacture the tools. Yeah, like where it's like, oh, we need X. You know, and it's like, oh, let's just print one rather than having to wait the ninety days before the, like between uh, the different shuttle uh, deliveries. <laughs> Dude, my my three D printer is so slow. It, it might be better to just wait ninety days. <laughs> They're like, we'll have, we, we need this bolt in a couple hours, but we'll it'll take fifteen. Some some things it's like I could print it off, or I could order it off Amazon, like, and have it <laughs> before <laughs> I printed it off. Oh man, hey, that's I, I like I don't know. I know that there's like does like really like because some three D printers are like oh this is like plastic or whatever and it's not very durable. But like you know I know that theirs has like the really hard resin or whatever yeah. um, for like fittings and stuff like that. But like yeah, just I'm I'm always like curious like how long that kind of stuff takes and stuff. But it's better than ninety days. <laughs> so I printed a lantern for my mom, like yeah. a little lantern for like a garden gnome or something. And that took me like 14 hours, maybe 15. It's it was dec- about four inches tall, like two inches wide. It's a decent chunk of time. And like, you know, as far as that, is it loud? Like how, how loud is it as it just kind of like works? It's not that loud, but I wouldn't like sleep in the same room as it. Mm-hmm. And this is, uh, I think, I think it's like FFM or FDM, but it's got like filament that it heats up and then it just like lays layers, like lines of filament. Right. And so... And that's PLA plastic, and that's I guess safe. Don't 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 take me to court if it's not safe. Don't eat it. I've been breathing it in. Yeah, don't eat it. I, I guess I did read that it was like medically like used for stuff that will biodegrade in you. But, nice. Okay. Uh, the resin printers I recently learned are like toxic. It does something. I saw I watched a YouTube, and it's like. Yeah, if you interact with it too much, it messes up your immune system, and then you start reacting badly to it. Oh. And I'm like, what? <laughs> oh, so don't like do like you know jewelry or anything like that. 3D print jewelry. I guess it it might be fine like after you print it, but like the the resin you can't like the wet resin before While it cures. It yeah, prints. Yeah, before it's UV cured. Interesting. Interesting. So you have to wear like gloves. You have to dispose of it in a specific way. So, dude, that's so intense. I remember the first time I heard about a three D printer and like how like basically only like there were only like four or something like that in the entire world, like in universities and like that sort of thing had them. And I was like, man, can I just go and like w- like print print stuff? I could just I want to watch it happen, you know. And then now you could just buy them. Like anybody can just buy a three D printer. It's just fascinating, yeah. man, how that technology works out. They're not like prohibitively expensive anymore. So check it out if that I. Is interesting to you. I dig it. All right, Cody. Now we're here to talk about 
the Sony PlayStation State of Play that happens today. And so today is uh, September 9th. And uh, it's a it's the PlayStation Showcase. Is it called a State of Play? Yeah, it's a State of Play. I think is what they called it. No, it's a PlayStation Showcase. They don't call it a State of Play. Very strange. Like, I don't understand the marketing of these things. Like, we had the Nintendo Directs, and, like, then there was the Nindie Showcases, and now it's the, the Nintendo Indie World Showcase. I don't know. People just keep changing the names of their various uh, digital events. You got to stick out, man. That's, you got to... That's true. And I guess, like, the state of play thing, like, they do go into the, the weeds where, like, this state of play is all about Ratchet and Clank and how we, you know, how we designed this game. And, like, they'll go, like, for, you know, 20 minutes on one game. Whereas, like, this is a showcase and it was, like, a bunch of shorter trailers and uh, and reveals and things. Like I said, it's their E3 showcase, essentially. Um, so I'm going to start, like, right from the top. Like, we're just going to, like, go down, like, the biggest stuff. I'm not going to go into the weeds with everything. Um, but just the kind of big ones, the big headliners um, that I am interested in. <laughs> okay. So if somebody's like, I'm really looking forward to them talking about X and I don't cover X, it's because I didn't didn't catch my eye. Um, but first wow. off, <laughs> it's because if if we don't cover it, it's because John did not care about the thing that you care about. <laughs> Keep that in mind, audience members. That's yep, yep. His, that's is is his interests do not align with yours. Why are you listening <laughs> to this podcast? <laughs> Um, all right, so the first thing is uh, God of War Ragnarok has been officially revealed with a gameplay trailer. And uh, this is a game, it's a sequel to 2018's God of War game, which was like a, a soft reboot for the franchise. And uh, dude, this like the, the new game looks amazing. The, the, the game that is God of War Ragnarok originally was uh, concepted as like, okay, like DLC, could this be DLC for the other game? It continues the story, that sort of thing. But then it just was like, okay, well this is, the story is big enough to where like, let's make it a, its own release. Let's just like push it down the line and do a big game. So that's what this game is. And uh, it looks fantastic, man. I'm, I'm very excited for it. God of War 2018 is perhaps in my opinion, the best action game, like 3D third-person action game that I've played in a generation, probably. Um, wow. It's just tight, and it's fast, and it's smooth, and it feels amazing whenever you throw the battle axe and then bring it right back to you, like Thor. You're just going to diss Mario Odyssey like that. I mean, that's like a platformer, so <laughs> I, I wouldn't know, call that an action okay. game. <laughs> You're not There's like action. The only action you're doing is jumping on things, and that's like you know, and throwing a hat. But you know, you get coins. I mean, yeah, but that's is that really an action? You know, just <laughs> it's, you know, it's an action. <laughs> I just define that as like a platformer. Um, so God of War looks awesome. Everybody should check out the trailer. There's some really cool stuff in there. Uh, it looks gorgeous on the PS5, that sort of thing um, as well. Marvel's Spider-Man 2 is announced with a tease of Venom uh, in the game. So this is the sequel to both Spider-Man uh, on the PS4 and Spider-Man Miles Morales on both the PS4 and the PS5. And uh, I did not expect this to be coming so soon. So they announced that it's coming in 2023. So we would have had the original like Spider-Man and then within like a year and change, Spider-Man Miles Morales. And then two years from then, Sp Spider-Man 2. So it's, it's a rapid fire on the old Spider-Man games over at Insomniac. Um, but yeah, That's I'm, cool. I'm very excited about this game. I, I love the fact that they brought in the Miles Morales Spider-Man. It looks like there's uh, there's like you're going to be playing as both Peter Parker Spider-Man and Miles Morales Spider-Man in this game. And who knows? Maybe Venom, too. I don't know. Or maybe he's the main villain. I didn't sound like he was the main villain in the, uh, in the trailer. You, you probably get the Venom suit. I, so that's the other thing is like I, with Venom, like he starts off as like the bad guy a lot of times, but then like ends up to like teaming up as, I don't know, like there's a lot of versions of Venom and a lot of versions of Spider-Man out there. Um, so I'm, I'm interested if, if you end up playing as Venom. So Venom is so cool. I mean, isn't he just like a bigger, like stronger Spider-Man? Oh my God. You don't even know about Venom. <laughs> but Jeez. I do. That's the thing. <laughs> 
Um, he's, a, he's a symbiote, and uh, <laughs> he joins with Spider-Man, gets his Spider-Man powers, and then he joins with mm-hmm. Spider-Man's uh, rival photographer. I mean, but, like that's not like Spider-Man isn't going like Peter Parker's not going. Oh man, that's my rival. The only person that's doing that's my rival is is the camera guy. <laughs> It's kind of your Gary. Uh. <laughs> yeah, dude. It's like, I'm your rival. And you're like, oh, I didn't even know you existed, man. Like, you don't even get pictures of Spider-Man, dude. How are you my rival? I'm taking yeah. pictures of freaking mutants over here. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, dude, like, I never understood that one where I was just like, does P. Parker really, like, is he, is he the one that's initiating this conflict? Or I feel like it's just the other person. Um so then the, the next big thing was Marvel's Wolverine is announced for PS5, also developed by Insomniac Games. Wow. I mean, that's probably smart. Yeah. Like, it seems like, are they building, like, are they just going to be in the same universe? Is, like, potentially, are we going to have some sort of a Wolverine Spider-Man team up or something? Um, this was just a cinematic trailer. No gameplay. I would assume that it's way further down the line than... Um, spider-man 2 the game director for uh, marvel's wolverine is the same game director as marvel spider-man miles morales um so yeah so like i assume that one's a little bit further down the road than um the spider-man follow-up so it's probably gonna have like totally different gameplay i would hope so you know that's the it is an action game you know but i would hope that it has like a little bit more drastically different gameplay i i also hope that he's short like something that is since the the cinematic uh version of wolverine uh was you know obviously perfectly cast as hugh jackman except for hugh jackman is taller than wolverine like in the comics like wolverine's small but powerful yeah yeah they really did me and all my short brothers a real disservice with that <laughs> I, I constantly always like wonder like where it's oh what's the next like Wolverine hopefully he's like short you know <laughs> just like he's supposed to be like he's supposed to be like five two or something yeah he's supposed to be like in the like because in the comics like they'll talk about it like they'll talk about how he's he's like small and like like small but like super powerful like and he's like a, a, yeah. a you know very um obviously that's why like, he's named Wolverine he's like a Wolverine they're like, they're like little and mean right. And so, like, I mean, even, like, him with, like, Ms. Marvel, like, she'll she'll be teaming up with him or whatever, and, like, definitively she's, like, taller than him, like, way taller than him. Like, and yeah, she's, like, a always, kid, like a teenage kid. <laughs> he's always the shortest except, like, Puck. Have you seen Puck? Uh, no. He's, like, on some Canadian Marvel team, and he teams up with Wolverine sometimes. <laughs> and I guess he was like a normal height. And then he encounters some kind of mystic thing in like a temple. He was like an adventurer. Interesting. And it makes him short in like, I think he like like a hockey puck. Because th- he's Canadian. I, I love certain... He bounces around or something. I... <laughs> I never really figured this out what his powers really were. sounds really absurd, but like I, I 100% believe it. Um, like there's a reason that the tick, like it, it, it doesn't seem super far fetched. You know, it's playing off of all of the the, the other superheroes a lot of times, um, making fun of them a little bit. But at the same time, it's like this is totally plausible for any Marvel villain and and uh, Marvel hero. Anyway, so Wolverine, the video game gonna happen at some point uh by insomniac um let me see oh there's another big one that uh that i found very odd and interesting we have star wars knights of the old republic it's an old video game from 2003 uh and it's being remade for playstation 5 which is okay you just sent me a picture of puck yep okay okay i i see it (laughs) Sorry, sorry, audience. I'm down. I'm down. Everybody, just Google, <laughs> Google the Marvel hero Puck. <laughs> a little um, weird guy. It's fair. I, I I dig it. Like I want him to show up in the in the Wolverine video game now. <laughs> I want to play as Puck. I want a Puck game. Yeah. Why Why don't we have that? Why isn't that a thing that's happening? You know. <laughs> so Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic. Yeah, dude. They're remaking a, a 2003 video game for the PS5, and it's exclusively right now launch as a console exclusive for the PS5. So I don't know if that's like, oh, it'll, after a year it'll come to Xbox or like whatever. But it was originally an Xbox exclusive back in 2003, 
And so we're just completely like swapping over to the, the PlayStation. Um, only a cinematic. It was like, oh, so, you know, the, the Darth Revan or whatever, like lights up his lightsaber. The fascinating thing to me about this is first of all, okay, this is what a lot of people have been asking for of like, Hey, just make another Knights of the old Republic game. Um, but at the same time, star Wars has been doing this thing. And Lucasfilm has been doing this thing where like everything they release is Canon. And they've been like really touting that where it's like every book is Canon. Now every television series is Canon. Now every single movie and video game are all Canon. And this is definitively not Canon. Like Knights of the old Republic, that, that video game series is not Canon because a lot of things actually directly conflict with things that are Canon uh, these days. And so it's like fascinating to me that they would be remaking this and be putting resources into remaking this um, whenever it's not going to be part of their larger Marvel or not Marvel, a uh, larger star Wars like narrative um, moving forward. So it's just fascinating. Thought, it's, it's a break from the for break from what they've said in the past. I thought that the, I read something about this because this game is like epic. Like people love this game. Yeah. Like my, some of my friends, I've never played it, but yeah, me neither. Some of my friends like still text me about this game. Like yeah. they still, people are still playing this game. Yeah. So like, I think it's set very, very far back. Yeah. Yeah, like, the, so like it's a galaxy far, far away, but long time ago, but then like way beyond that, because they purposely like back in the old canon, they wanted this to like not interact. Right. Like right. they had some kind of limitation on the writing so that they had to move it like way back in the time scale. Right. So maybe it just doesn't even apply to I the mean, new canon. Maybe I think like they've actually brought certain characters from Knights of like from the these video games. Like they've brought certain elements of those characters forward into other like periods. And so yeah, so I don't know. Maybe maybe this is a situation where they're actually gonna make it be canon. I don't know. That's a big mm. question mark. Um so maybe you know maybe it will be uh, at some point. But that remains remains to be seen. I just it's it's a it's gonna be interesting to see how they deal with it from a Star Wars perspective. But yeah, Knights of the Old Republic is not just a lot of people's favorite like Star Wars game, but it's a, like it's a lot of people's favorite video games ever. Like I've, I, there's people yeah. that I know who are like that's the, my favorite video game of all time, um, and it's just a big gap. Like I I didn't play it on the original uh, version. It's so, classic. It's like final. It's like bringing back Final Fantasy VII. I wonder if they're gonna remake it like totally. Mm, yeah, like the gameplay or like modernize some of that. I mean, it's called a remake. They have to. Yeah, so you do think remake, they would have not. to. Um, let me see. What else have we got? That's basically all of the big stuff. Oh, uh, Uncharted Four, A Thief's End, and Lost Legacy are getting remastered for PlayStation Five and PC. So those are getting the little touch up and uh, made look better. And the first Alan Wake game uh, gameplay was revealed. So that's the thing that's happening. There's Alan Wake remastered is happening. So that's another Xbox uh, exclusive game that's now going multi-platform and is releasing this fall with a, uh, the remastered version, which I'm very excited about. I never played the original Alan Wake, um, but I really like all of that developers, other video games. They had uh, control most recently. That's the, oh, yeah. that's their, their game now. And they actually had like, I started playing through, the Alan Wake uh, DLC for that. Like there's a whole wing of the, 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 the compound. Yeah. That, uh, that you, that deals with Alan Wake. And like, as I was going through, I was like, I kind of wish, wish I, I, I have, I had played uh, Alan Wake, the game. And so now I'm going to get my chance to play a remastered, better looking version of Alan Wake. Oh, that's awesome. I didn't know it was the control people. Control is awesome. Dude. Control. I, so I played it for like a week and then like just stopped playing it. I think it was messing with me. It was too, it was too like Twin Peaks weird. Dude, it, it gets <laughs> it's so like, weird too. Like as I've gotten like further and further through, I haven't beat it yet, but, uh, but as I go further and further through it, it just gets like weirder and weirder. And like every piece of, of, uh, like you pick up like lots of things, right. And they have like yeah. these like, amazing stories behind that as i'm like reading them i'm like man some of them get super dark and like i'll read it and i'm like man i kind of wish i hadn't read that one <laughs> like that the one kind of messed power. me up you know was it like one of them was like a rocking horse or something or like a toy horse yeah dude like and so, like there one of them was the, there was one of them that's like a fridge and it like 
like there's a building that, that at some point like had uh, had collapsed and the fridge was the only thing that remained and somebody bought the fridge off of another person like in this fridge is like just essentially been causing disasters across the uh across the world as 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 people buy it and and uh are enamored by it anyway it's <laughs> there's a lot of a lot of fascinating stuff in there and alan wake in the same universe so i'm excited to dive into alan wake so control was kind of like have you heard of scp no it's like a fiction project on the internet that's you like collaborative. You did tell me about this. I told you about it before, but I don't know if it was on the podcast. No, but t- like, talk about it. There's there's all sorts of like different like items. It's I guess it's like a fantasy organization that handles like mysterious items or creatures and tries to like I think it's secure, contain, protect. Mm-hmm. So they're like a shadow organization that does that. And people write up like different items that do weird stuff. Yeah, it's like a crowdsourced narrative like type of a thing where it's like, oh, yeah, people. Such so it's like a Wikipedia, but for that universe. Yeah, it's if if you get a chance and you just want to like waste time out of your life, like read it, read through some of it. It's just it's just kind of funny, kind of interesting. And I feel like the the level of detail that people go into the same sim, similar thing with like control, where it's like the level of like authenticity they go for with these things where you're picking up documents and like certain things are redacted and like, but you can, if you have another document that like is talking about the same event, you can kind of piece together actually what happened, like fill in the blanks between these, uh, these two documents. It's just a fascinating, like how deep people go into like building these narratives. It's, it's fascinating. Oh yeah. The TVA is like a, not a dissimilar organization. Correct. Yeah. To the thing in control. Or like this SCP, and they have the, like this weird like old timey vibe too, like yeah. the like old office vibe, like sixties office. Right, it's kind of cool. It's like that merging of like a a retro bureaucracy with yes. like sci fi. Yeah, yeah. Like, like it's you could say it's like NASA esque. Yeah, yeah. Maybe. It's like my and that's like, totally like my jam. Like that's like I love that type of stuff. Like anything that's that is that way, where I'm like, oh man, this is like a combining a retro bureaucracy thing with like elements of sci-fi like I'm, I'm in man it's great or i guess like old cia is probably more like accurate because it's always like something shadowy i mean nasa also because like a lot of you know nasa it's like oh they built these like spaceships back like back in the day so it's like everything kind of has that aesthetic where like it looks old because it was built in like everything that fits into it is old you know yeah um but yeah, dude, that's that's the big stuff. Like, so we've got some other things that they announced in the uh, in the stuff. There's a, Mar- a new trailer for Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy. Um, there's another Deathloop trailer. But both of those games are out super soon. So like, you know, it's like if you're interested in those games, check out the trailers or don't. You know, you're just gonna pick up the game anyway. Um, Ghostwire Tokyo had a new trailer, uh, but it, they didn't have a release date or anything like that. It looks super weird, um, horror game yep. that sort of thing. So yeah, dude, it's a uh, that was it was all together. I thought those like trailers and announcements with all of the Marvel stuff and all of the, uh, the God of war stuff. This was like a really big event for Sony. And, uh, I was very happy with, uh, with everything that they announced. Um, I'm very interested in how this insomniac and Marvel thing is going to partnership is going to move forward potentially with like team ups and stuff like that. So oh, I got to see this ghostwire Tokyo game. Dude, Ghostwire Tokyo, uh, it looks super weird and interesting. And like, part of me is like, I'm not a huge fan of like horror, you know, as like a, even in movies or like whatever. But like horror games, like take it to another level, um, because you're like experiencing. It's like I'm, I'm just not gonna go through the door, you know. Like, this. Oh is yeah. The, the uh, there is an option, you know, where it's like okay. It's just I don't go through the door. I just like my character stays in this hallway for the rest of all time, and then you turn off the Xbox. <laughs> oh yeah, like I tried playing Resident Evil Seven. <laughs> yeah, like I think it was on Game Pass, so I'm like, I'll try it out. And like, I love, I like horror movies a lot, but yeah. the games are, games are too much. They're like, so intense because you hit you 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 have to push it along. Like yeah, yeah, like what you're saying. Like you're standing by the door, and you're like, in a movie, you're like, don't go in there, and then. They go in there yeah. because, but in the game you have the option. Yeah, you're yeah, like, you're the one that has to make them go in there. <laughs> you know you have to, but like you don't have to. You can just turn off the game and go back right. to your life. You right. know, like go 3D print something, feel good about yourself. Like, <laughs> go 3D print something. 
<sighs> eat a sandwich, anything. You could, yeah. <laughs> so I don't know how I don't know how people do it. They must have friends like to sit with them because like with horror and video games, you can like walk into a room, turn around, and the room is completely different, right? Than it was yeah. a second ago, or. So something that I was playing, I was playing Psychonauts 2 uh, earlier this week, which is a fantastic game. It's on Game Pass. If you love yep. platformers, play it. It's super good. Dude, there's a, there's a, uh, there's a level with Jack Black, and uh, he's a, the voice of – and you're, it's, it's amazing. a super psychedelic level, that sort of thing. Um, but there's a point where, like, he, the character goes into a mail slot. Like, he's a, he's a tiny character in a giant mail room, right? And it goes yeah. into a mail slot and is in a big, big pile of mail or whatever. And you platform your way up to this exit on the other side. So you're going across a big like field and you go okay. into that section and you come out of the mail slot that was like just adjacent to the one that you went in. So it's like, it's just it's these fantastical elements of like, well, wait, these things are right next to each other in this room, but they're like across a field from each other in the other, you know, space like those are things that you can't do in other mediums really because that spatial disorientation thing happens where like i walked through that door and i was like oh i'm back where i came from what in the world like i i traveled so far across this thing i can literally look out here and see out the door that's next to me so it's just like those types of things are things that video games do super well that you can't really, it's hard to do, I guess, uh, to disorient audiences like that in, in film and TV. So that is so, that is so trippy when they do that. I was watching some like let's play of a game that was like entire, I wish I could remember the name of the game, but it was entirely based off that, that concept. Like you pick something up in one part of the room and like it looks bigger in another part of the room and you drop it and it is bigger. Like, cause they can just mess with the physics and geometry of like things. It's, it's amazing. Like, I love that stuff about video games and it's just like, you don't, it's, it's trippy whenever you watch it happen, like in a film or something like that, like, you know, Inception yeah. or like whatever, but like, it's, it's, you don't get the whole like, oh my goodness type of a feeling that you do whenever you actually physically do it in a video game. <laughs> I wonder if it would make you throw up in VR to see like. Some kind of like non-Euclidean Cthulhu-esque like yeah. geometry stuff going on. Yeah, I, I mean, I mean, it would be very disorienting because again, like you said, like the whole like where if something is like it's small, you pick it up, hold it close to you, and then like it becomes like large whenever you drop it because it's it was close yeah. to you, and now it's all of a sudden it's just this gigantic thing. Like that would be really shocking in VR. <laughs> like your perspective affecting physical reality around right. you. Dude, that's it's a, a wild concept. I love it. I mean, I'm sure that there's a VR game that has done something like that um, before because like people are just super creative. Anyway, that's the PlayStation State of Play, or not State of Play. I keep calling it that, but this play, big PlayStation event, the big PlayStation thing that just happened. <laughs> oh, Psychonauts 2 also has, just to diverge even further, yeah. take things off the rails, unlike Chris, who probably stays you know on plan Firmly the on the rails. Psychonauts 2 also has a retro bureaucracy, doesn't it? It does. It does. And it's and it's more like so there are like psychedelic elements, but the thing about Psychonauts 2 that I love is that because you're going into people's brains, each brain is completely different. Like one level will be like, oh, it's like a casino and a hospital mas- matched up. And then another one will be like super psychedelic. And then like I said, like there's a mail room. Like, so like the fact that like the whole conceit is going into people's brains allows the designers to do just completely outlandish stuff that all works really well together. Um, so yeah, I've, se- I've seen some video and it is trippy. It is dreamlike. It's super cool. The, like introduction sequence is like it blows your mind. <laughs> <laughs> I love it, dude. And uh, Tim Schafer, uh, and I think the the one of the other writers on it was from Portal. Like he wrote wrote Portal uh, as well. So like the writing is super good, and it's just like a lot of uh, they took a, their time and and really made sure that this game is uh, is is the game that they wanted to to put out as far as Psychonauts two goes. Because that's that's one of Tim Schafer has talked about. Like that's one of the reasons why like they talked about. But like having Microsoft buy the studio was like, hey, you know, if we they hadn't bought us, we would have had to put out a game without X, Y, Z. And it's like, OK, well, we were like, OK, well, it, you know, whenever Phil Spencer or whoever like from Xbox, like talked to them, it was like, what could you do if you had just unlimited funds and time uh, from us? 
And he was like, well, we could actually just put out the game that we want to put out. <laughs> and they were like, all right, let's do that. We can do that. So it's just fascinating, man. Well, I think that about does it for this week, Cody. Thank you so much for being on the podcast with me. Uh, thank you for inviting me. Uh, sorry to your audience members. <laughs> um, I'm wondering if it's like when you're watching The Simpsons and like you're like, oh, this is a Marge episode. Skip. Like, <laughs> they're like, they hear you say, actually, we don't have Chris. And they're like pretty excited. And they're like, we got Cody. And then they're like, ah, delete this episode. <laughs> pretty excited whenever they hear they don't have Chris. <laughs> delete this one. <laughs> Mark as listen to, you know, just <laughs> Mark as listen to. <laughs> oh, no, dude. I think what, what actually happens is like, I'm, you know, if people like look at the, the, the text, because like whenever you put it on the platforms or whatever, it has like the description and they'll see in yeah. the description this week, John and Cody. And they'll be like, oh my goodness, I can't click on this fast enough. Exactly. Um, also, because it's a very long episode, like it's over an hour right now, uh, we're rocking. And so I feel like they're going to be like, this is like going to be the good stuff. <laughs> yeah. I'm really trying to pad it out, like talk about Urkel for a while. Uh, <laughs> things that just like grind my gears. Uh, <laughs> 3D printing, you know, complaining, you know, that's the classics, you know, stuff people like to hear. Subtle digs at Chris, you know, here and Subtle there. digs at Chris. Subtle and not so subtle digs at Chris. <laughs> oh, both the subtle ones and the, the not so subtle ones, you know. Um, but yeah, so I'll be, I will be back with, uh, with Chris next week and we'll be talking about something. I, I don't know what we've been on like a review kick recently. So maybe we'll review, review something. Um, but yeah, dude. I, I am so surprised they didn't see that he is online. Like my Game Pass notification didn't pop up with Chris's name while we're recording the <laughs> podcast. I mean, maybe because you did mention it to him. So like, you know, I feel like it'll either go one of two ways. He'll either just like get online more often because of that or, hmm. you know, because like every time he like logs on now, he'll be thinking like this is going to pop up on Cody's watch. <laughs> He's, I'm always watching him. Kind of like a retro... <laughs> Retro bureaucracy. I'm, I'm keeping a folder in a filing cabinet of every time yeah, f- Chris logs on. A physical record, you know. A just, physical record in a manila envelope or folder. Yep. With one page per logon, you know, where it's like you type with a, a mechanical typewriter, type in the date, you know, just the details. Not, like, what were you doing whenever the notification came up? There's not enough paper in the world, John. This guy's <laughs> logging on all the time. <laughs> That's the thing is, I don't know when they pop up either. Like it's so like, do they pop up whenever you're on your phone or like, I, I, I don't know. I feel like there's probably a, a plethora of ways that that notification pops up and maybe it's just glitched on his end. Like maybe, maybe he's, he's not actually online whenever you get those notifications. He's, I, I assumed he was like watching Hulu or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's probably it. That sounds sounds about right. Because he does do everything off of his his uh, Xbox. Whenever it had the cable thing, he used to watch cable through his Xbox too. So yeah. Well, everybody, thank you for joining us on this amazing ride of an episode. That's it for this week. We'll see you next time on Stay, Stay on, on Target. target.